Okay, so Pashat Bukhukotai opens with the, the brocha that Akosh Baruch gives us that in Bukhukotai Telechu, if we follow Akosh Baruch's uh, Torah, um, then Akosh Baruch rewards us that rain will fall in its seasons or in its right time, and the, the land will give forth its uh, produce. Now, there's a medrash that says as follows. The medrash says, what does it mean, Gishmeichem, your rains? Velo Gishmei Kolaratz, what says the medrash? It means that the part of the brocha will be that Am Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, will receive rain. And, um, and that is to the exclusion of other countries receiving rain. We receive rain, they don't have rain. Sheyeh sovea ba'aret Eretz Yisrael, v'rahav b'chol um, that it will be plentiful in the land of Israel and, um, and the opposite in all other lands. And what does that do? Why is it part of the brocha? Because as a result of uh, being at a loss for produce the world over, and Eretz Israel is now blessed with rain, so they come along and, and, and buy from us. And as a result of that, we not only do we have enough of, for ourselves, but we supply the entire world and, and we become wealthy as a result of that. So that's the Sifra and the Midrash Rabbah um, explaining what the, what the Torah was driving at when it said, Gishmachem, your reigns as opposed to, and as opposed to others. When is Beitam? When is, when, when is it in your time? So there's a famous uh, uh, Gemara that Rashi brings. B'sha'ash ein derech b'nanam Rain in its time is not seasonal, but rather um, in terms of one's uh, how one lives one's life, we aren't disturbed by the rain that falls. So, when there are people, we are at home at night um, and we don't, have, we don't have to travel. At that point in time, when everyone's cozy and warm and protected, that's when it starts to rain. When is that? Wednesday nights, Belaylay Shabbatot, Friday nights. That's, uh, that's, that's the Medrash. Okay, so let's have a look what uh, the burial safe is. Mechadesh, a small idea. We'll give you over for Shabbos. Yenai Daiku Chazal Khan, Alalashon Shamar Gishmechem. Chazal made a fuss about this. Uh, this expression, that was your reigns, and uh, the Medrash said it over like this, that, uh, and that's how Amisha will be doubly blessed, reigns in its time, and uh, when it's not inconvenient, and uh, reigns that will give us produce and the rest of the world via us, and investment will come flowing into our place. And we're going to uh, propose another insight into this um, expression of Gishmechem. And based on it says, The fact that it said your rains as opposed to I'll just give rains needs to be appreciated. What's the insight? When it means your rains, it means the rains that are coming in your merits. 
ולא בזכות הבהמות ובעלי החיים. And not in the merit of, of animals. Um, and therefore when it says, I'll send Gishmaichem, it means rain generated by your deservedness. Rain generated by your merit. And not, and not as a side benefit to something else that Akosh Baruch Hu has to bring the rain for. Ukamaseh amuva b'medrash rabba. And uh, and this idea is is expanded over in um, in a, you know we can sit in a story in a in a, in a midrash and says the story says the midrash like this there's a story told about Alexander Mokdon Alexander the Great uh, Mokdon uh, from his father Alexander Philip of Macedonia Mokdon is Macedonia you anyway, know so Alexander the Great so he's on his escapades, his conquests all over the civilized world at the time. And uh, he happened to land up in a place, Sheba al-Medinat Afriki. He landed up in the middle of Africa somewhere. And, um, and he, this uh, Alexander the Great, he witnesses, he witnesses the following story, where you have a, a particular king there. And... Um, the king of that particular tribe or, or area, whatever it is, um, is about to judge a court case. Two litigants come before the king. What was the, what's the din Torah about over here? So the, 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 the person, the, the, the purchaser purchased a, uh, a ruined area meaning like uh, it wasn't a developed area at all from his friend and he was gonna he's gonna redevelop it so he starts to he starts to dig and uh, while he's digging he unearths this uh, treasure chest of, of of valuables so now he comes to the he comes to the the king um, for the din Torah and he says, and he wants to now return the treasure chest to, to the seller. The Ta'an and uh, the purchaser claimed that I have to return all these valuables because what, what I really did was I bought the field or the ruin but I never bought the treasure, obviously. No, you know, if I would have known, if the seller would have known there's a treasure there, he wouldn't have sold it. And, and so he wants to give the treasure back. And his chaver, v'chaverotan kenegdo. And the other party um, claims against this uh, gesture. Kashem shata mitarei mi'onesh. Gezel, kachani mitarei. He says to his friend, you want to return this treasure which you uh, which you found in the plot of land that you bought from me because you don't want to be punished for stealing. I'm also scared that if I take it back, that I'm also going to be in violation of stealing. Because when I sold the ruin, I sold this thing and whatever was in there. And I don't want to now come along and uh, accept your gift in case you know your returned money in case it's not mine because I had in mind to sell everything that was in the khurva. 
Anyway, so you got you got uh, you, you don't often have such a court case. Put it that way. Right? So you got um, two tzaddikim over here coming to uh, to din Torah. So what did the what did the what did the king do? So uh, the king goes like this: Va'melech asap shara The melech uh, made a compromise between them. What did he say to them? He said to party A. Uh, Listen, Chabubchik, uh, you got a you got a son, yes. Party B, you got a daughter. Let's make let's make a shirach. She chatnu b'no shalzeh in bitosh rasheni, and uh, and the 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 otzar the the treasure would then go to both of them. That would be it would be their um, it would be their their wedding present. That's that's what the that's what the the, the watcher call suggested. So um, no, a great way to to to, make, to bring this din Torah to a, to a close, and that's what the king wanted to do. So Alexander Tamal psak din there. So the Medrash says that Alexander couldn't get over this uh, psak. Vamar and he said to the king, din if such a court case would arise and I'm the king in our precincts, in our empire, I'll tell you what I would have done. How you I would have uh, beheaded both of them. And I would have pocketed the treasure. That's uh, that, that is the civil response of this uh, of Alexander the Great. So this uh, African king sounds like the opposite here. But the African king says to him, "As shalom melech Afrikil Alexander, ima Hamas or rachat barzo." He says to him, "Alexander, he says, tell me, he says, does it, does the, does the sun shine in your in your land? Vim hagshamim your dimsham, and and does it rain?" Ukshashivlo Alexander shakenu. Alexander said, "Yeah, because it does. Sun shines, rains like a champion." Amalo amelech. So he says to him, Alexander, he says, based on what you told me you would do with this Din Torah, the fact that the sun comes up every day and that the rain falls and that your lands are, are, are plentiful must be called It only happens because of the animals. The animals, of course, Baruch put animals in in Greece and wherever else you conquered, and it's the animals that have to be fed, and it's bishutam that the rain falls. Mishum um, asav, because Akosh Baruch has to be merciful to all his creatures. But uh, one thing I can tell you, based on the way you would have uh, judged this din Torah, the, the rain is not falling because of you, because uh, the rain only comes for uh, one of two reasons: either for people who are deserved because the ethics are right, or because of the animals. Hashem takes care of all his creatures. And since you've demonstrated that your ethics uh, are, are pretty much uh, six feet under, therefore there would be no rain. And that's how the Medrash, and the Medrash concludes, this is what the Pasuk um, means when it says, um, now we, uh, if you, if you uh, remember your, uh, Shabbos Mincha Davening, when we talk about, uh, we, we have Tzidu Kadin there, 
צדקתך צדק לעולם ותורתך אמת. And then the next pasuk, v'tzitachta elokim, and then the last pasuk tells you that Akosh Baruch Hu v'tzitachta elokim ad-moro asher asit ha-gelot, v'tzitachta kahara ikel, mishpatecha tohom rabba, adam uveimat hoshia Hashem, that Akosh Baruch Hu saves man and animal. Uh, and this pasuk means that when Akush Baruch Hu sometimes brings rain for the human beings and sometimes brings rain for the animals which ends up saving the human beings. Um, when, you, when you read this pasuk, you actually need to punctuate it probably by saying, Adamu Toshia, and then Kama Hashem. The normal way the song goes or the way we say it is, Adamu Toshia Hashem, as if man and animal will save God. You want to say it properly, you should probably put a Adamu Toshia, Hashem uh, uh, saves both man and beast. And then that's the, that's the end of the Medrash. So comes the Beriosaf here and he, he expands a little bit. Uh, it comes out of our discussion from this Midrash. That rain will fall, you know, as it's supposed to. And, uh, and and the, the land will produce its produce. Um, it can be that your country produces or your land produces uh, good fruits. Bishchut, the animals that are there. You know, and, and the human beings um, are a side benefit to this. They are, they are fed as a result of the schut of the animals. And then you can't call that human-generated rain. It's animal-generated rain. However, when rain falls in its right time, what does right time mean? Again, the Midrash said, not in its seasons. But Dafka uh, in its time means when human beings won't be inconvenienced by the rain because it'll come at night when everybody's at home, uh, not working, sleeping, whatever. That's a sign as I ought who You want to know when it's rain that comes as, a, as in the merit of human beings' behavior or as a result of animals? This is the litmus test that when the rain comes, and, and it doesn't inconvenience everybody, that's a sign that it's rain in, in the schut of, of human beings. And this is what the Pasuk means, that if you walk in the ways of HaKosh Baruch Hu, that I will bring your rains. What does it mean, your rains? Your rains, rains generated by, uh, by, by your merit, by good, by, by good human uh, behavior. And the proof to this is that it, that, it, that it is generated by human merit, uh, that it comes timely. So that's really his, uh, his insight on the, on the Pasuk over here, that, that timely rain isn't so... Or, is not rain in your seasons, 
but rather it's rain that is generated by by human um, merit, and uh, and and the proof is that it, that it doesn't inco- inconvenience anybody when uh, when when the rain arrives. That's 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 his interpretation of Menatati Gishmachem Beita. Now, what's interesting is if we go a little bit further, we find other approaches to try and give us an insight into what it means rain, timely rain, or rain in its time. So when the, when the parsha opens uh, with, with this brocha, um, that, uh, you know, that, 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 that Akash Baruch Hu will give us promises that not only will we merit Olam but also we will have um, physical prosperity, so this is the, the, the bracha that's expressed in this phrase, v'natati gishmachem beita. Okay, fine. So this is rain, and, that's, uh, and, and it comes in a way that doesn't inconvenience anybody. Fine, that's the, that's the story. Why lele revi yot? Why is timely rain uh, on Wednesday nights? Uh, the truth is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what was happening. I don't know what the matters were driving at. Um, but the way Rashi quotes it, sometimes... The, the words Leila Yot are in brackets, and then it tells you that it's really Friday night, Leil Shabbatot. Um, and so if, it could be that it's a printing error. That's why it's in brackets. And uh, rain is, 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 uh, is, is convenient when we're all at home, and that is, that is Friday night. Um, okay, uh, might have to look to try and see if we can find an insight to Miyashev, that gives of Leila Yot as well. Anyway, there's a there's a lovely comment made by uh, the Rama in his Sefer Torata Ola, um, which is uh, which is generally it's a Sefer which was written um, teaching the dinim of Korbanot, um, but the Ram, but the Rama, you know, he uh, throws in, um, it, you know, he when he writes the Sefer, you read through the Sefer, he uh, he has certain divrei uh, Torah that he scatters all over the place there. And um, he, he refers us to a famous Gemara that, uh, that is often spoken out um, on Parshat B'chukotai. So that's a Gemara Masechet Ketubot, and it, it tells of um, this, uh, this incident of, of Rabbi Yoshua Ben Levi's death, and, um, but he's one of the rare individuals who didn't die as a normal person dies. He, he enters Ganeiden alive. Uh, this is a big schut that Rav Shubin Levi had. And, um, and there he, he encounters Rav Shubin Bar Yochai. Now, Rav Shubin Bar Yochai says Rav Shubin Levi, uh, he says, um, you know, before you arrived, yeah, there was a whole song and dance thing here. That announcements were coming out left, right, and center, you know, that all of us in Shemaim should be uh, should be aware that there's a great tzaddik is, is, is coming up and Leaving the world and coming to our world, and uh, and and they and they celebrated you like uh, like you were, you were something special. So Rav Shimon Bar Yochai says to Rav Shimon Levi, he says, um, "Tell me something. I'd like to uh, ask you. Um, did it did, did the rainbow ever appear in your in your day?" Um, and the reason that he asks this is the Gemara explains. Because um, there were a number of individuals, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai included, 
Chizkiyahu is another one, that they never saw a rainbow. Why? Because a rainbow, as you may know, is a, a negative sign. Um, it's uh, it's generated after you know the incident, the mubble with Noach, and it's a reminder, a, a covenant that Akosh Baruch made with mankind that despite the fact that you maybe deserve it of another flood, I won't ever bring a flood to flood out the entire world in one shot. Um, and the rainbow is the sign of this covenant. And so when you see the rainbow, even though it looks gorgeous, but the rainbow's got kind of like a sting in it. It's like saying, hey, by the way, if you looked in the mirror, you'd realize that your generation that's looking at this rainbow should say to itself that, we are worthy of destruction, just like Noah's generation. And the only reason Hashem is doing it, uh, you know, is because I made a I made a pledge to Noah that I would never flood the world in one shot, uh, the entire world ever again. That's that's the Gemara. So if you see a rainbow in your generation, you have to know that you're worthy of destruction. And if you don't see a, a, a rainbow, then that generation is considered a righteous generation because it never sees a sign telling of its deserved destruction. So Rabbi Shem Bar Yochai, who's one of those great tzaddikim, in his generation, apparently, there was never a rainbow. And it sounded like that, the Gemara is sounding like it's saying in his merits, and maybe others too, th this generation was uniquely special. So if they're, gonna, if they're making a fuss of you, Rabbi Shem Bar Levi, you know, if, if they're making a fuss of you, um, must you know? I, I want to just know because one of the signs of, of of greatness is that there's no that there's no um, rainbow there. So uh, so I want to ask you, Tucker. You know, I want to see how great you are. You are you like us? You never had a rainbow, or or your generation wasn't as as great, or you weren't as great to to secure it. And that's that's what he asked him. Now, the question really is. That's an obvious question. Anytime you mention the rainbow and you assign it uh, the quality of, a, of, a rep of representing Hashem's pledge to the world, uh, you've given it a philosophical base. But the rainbow is really a natural phenomenon. It's, uh, it has a scientific base. You know, the, the refraction of, of light through the, through the moisture of the air um, is going to produce... Uh, is going to produce the colors of the rainbow, regardless of what philosophy is happening around you. Uh, that's the question. Is that is that true? Um, if you say it's totally scientific, um, and and it's and it's the sunlight hitting hitting hit, hitting the moisture and 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 refracting the colors. So then, what kind of a sign is that? It's like a a natural phenomenon. So what what does the Gemara mean? That a rainbow won't appear, you know, if, if the natural conditions are right for the rainbow to appear, it will. It doesn't, it doesn't have to reflect badly on anybody. Um, so how's this rainbow all of a sudden a, a sign uh, of some sort of, of righteousness on behalf of the people who lived in that in that generation? Uh, and that and a tzaddik will protect that generation from and, and they won't see a rainbow. And that's a big question. That, uh, that, that's asked on this. So the Ramah comes along and tries to answer this particular question. And he says like this. He says, 
it can the rainbow or the or the lack of appearance of a rainbow can really yes be an indication of the, uh, of the schut of that generation um and and the fact that if we don't see it it's a sign that taka the generation is worthy and and the way to understand it even though you ask that it's a scientific natural phenomenon the way that we approach it is to tell you as follows the pasuk in pasha bukhukotai tells you exactly how how to how to understand it and that is that the pasuk says that in bukhukotai telaihu you know if amishel in any particular generation behave as they should behave then the reward is going to be venatati gishmachem bitam and you know the, the the rain will come and uh, and when does the rain come the rain comes um when it doesn't in- inconvenience anybody and that is and that is friday night and so uh fine so let's say you have a, a generation which oh shomrei toro mitzvahs as they're supposed to be the ethical menshedika people so what will happen so the broche is that the, that the rain will come when it doesn't inconvenience anybody when when doesn't it inconvenience anybody well in the middle of the night ah so if the rain comes as the rama to a worthy generation the rain falls at night so then when you're going to see the rainbow you'll never see a rainbow it's not done and therefore it can still be a, a sign of uh, a generation's merit um the lack of a rainbow because it means that uh, that the rain only comes at night therefore you will never have a chance to see a rainbow and that's what the gemara means nire hakeshet biamecha you know did uh, you know did the watch did you ever see did you ever see a uh, a, a rainbow in your in your day and that was the that was the question that was the question that was asked by uh rabbi uh, rabbi with regard to um and to Rabbi and lady as to what you know what 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 status he was and whether there was a whether there was a rainbow there uh the truth is is that the gomorrah then um the gomorrah the gomorrah then uh tries to uh, you know, give you the dialogue. What happened there? So, what, what did uh, Rabbi Shubin Levi say? So he, at first, he said, you know, nah, you know, I've ne- we've never seen a rainbow. We did see rainbows. There was no, uh, you know, I, I wasn't as worthy as, 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 uh, as you. And then the Gemara comes along and said he was just being modest. Okay, in his, in his time, there was a, you know, he, he was like, he's like Rabbi Shubin Baruchai. They never saw a rainbow either. So this uh, this is just an introduction to uh, this phrase in the Pasha, two different ways of working out what it means, how to appreciate the aspects of brocha that come in uh, in timely in timely rain. Okay, so that's uh, that's that's that brings us now to uh, offer some halachot uh, or or discussions about the concept of uh, of a rainbow. You know what's the, what's the story. Um, most of us uh, marvel at the beauty of a rainbow, and uh, and it's it's sort of a counterintuitive that uh, that this that this concept, um, uh, the negative side of the rainbow, is uh, is a call for for Amishel to tshuva, and uh, and therefore there's a, a side which is not so poshut when, when you when you see a rainbow, and so this is why the Gemara in Chagiga, after Zayin, the Gemara there says. That um, whoever sees or whoever uh, gazes at a rainbow, I guess, uh, with, uh, stares at a rainbow, um, is basically 
you know, disrespecting Hashem because the Pasuk tells us that Hashem's presence is somewhat similar to that of the rainbow. Yechezkel brings it. And therefore, a person shouldn't stare at this rain, at a rainbow. It's like looking in the eyes of the Shekhinah or manifestation of the Shekhinah. And, uh, and this, is a, this is one Gomorrah again telling you don't stare too much at, at the rainbow. Um, the question is then, well, how do you, how do you make the bracha? What do you, what do you, what do you do with that? To which the Gomorrah says that, or the, the Locha says is that you can look at it for a second and then you make a, then you make a bracha like you do with a moon. You look at it and then you don't, you don't, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't stare at it. Um, so that's how the different Acheronim deal with looking at the rainbow. But still, we all like to mummies look at the rainbow, we, you know. Um, so the question is, how much is too much? I don't know exactly what the shear is of excessive staring at, at the rainbow. Um, so the Gra comes along in Shulchan Aruch and says, look, you have to see the rainbow in order to make the bracha. But he also, uh, he also says, listen, you don't stare at it for a, for a long time. And so that's how we end off with this interesting aloha that despite the fact that you're making a bracha overseeing it and you and the words of the rainbow uh, the bracha are the zohar abrit that Akush remembers the covenant that he made with all of mankind uh, we know with Noach on behalf of all of mankind um, this is, we make this bracha but it's you know unfortunately we can't stare at the rainbow because it's kind of like looking at the manifestation of the shechina and the other reason is that um, uh, the other reason that's probably well known is that by looking at the rainbow, um, not only shouldn't you stare at it, but you shouldn't tell anybody about it because it's almost like spreading Russian horror about the world in which you live. By telling somebody, hey, there's a rainbow, you're saying, oh, you know, the people deserve to be, uh, to be destroyed. So there's kind of two parts to this uh, interesting agarita about the, the rainbow being the, the sign of, uh, of the covenant of a Baruch with Noach on behalf of man, never to flood the entire world again, even if they are deserved of the flood, the Kosh Baruch won't flood the entire, the entire mankind. And so as a result of that, we don't stare, we, make, we look at it, we make the bracha, we don't stare, and, we, and, and there's, an, there's, a, there's an opinion that says that you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't tell anybody, the um, Chaya Adam brings us down in Hilchot Brachot, that you shouldn't uh, spread the news, you know, about, about the fact that there's a, a rainbow there. Now the Shari Tshuva tells us that uh, um, the the Gemara Masechet Brachot normally tells us that when do you make uh, a, a, a bracha over something that is that is a praise of a, in praise of a Baruch Hu, something natural that you have or haven't seen. So normally, if you haven't seen the sea for thirty days, so you know then you would make a, a new bracha. Sounds like you know uh, what, what, the question with the rainbow. What's the story? The bracha, the, is the bracha on the rainbow the same thing? Is it every 30 days? Or whenever you see it again? So uh, it sounds like that um, from the, the Mr. Brewer's point of view, each rainbow is, a, so to speak, a new rainbow. Uh, and therefore, if, you, if the rainbow disappears completely, you see it again, um, um, you can make another bracha. The question is, how much of the rainbow do you have to see? So uh, do you have to see the entire rainbow, like in the shape of a bow? Uh, or even if you see a little bit of it. Um, and this is sort of a question mark. And in general, when we have a suffix with, with regard to brachot, we don't make a bracha. So if a person sees a, a partial rainbow, um, there's, uh, there's what to say that you shouldn't actually make, a, make the bracha on, uh, 
on that on that uh, on that rainbow. But uh, a, a, a rainbow with a proper bow—that's what you—that's what you should make a, a bracha on. Okay, so basically we've uh, seen some insights on uh, this issue of a of a of a rainbow. The question of Bishua, I'm sure by Yochai Osh, Ben Levi, Nireita Keshet Biyamecha, and now the Ramap wove that into our opening line of the parsha that um, taka is a sign, even though it's a scientific natural phenomenon, because rain at night for people who are deserved will never produce a, a rainbow. Uh, and then just to summarize the first uh, insight that we looked at from the Ber Yosef, and that is Gishmechem, is rain generated by the merit of human beings. Um, and if you're wondering how rain rains in, uh, in areas where people are totally unethical, it's because it's because you've got to keep the animals alive and the and the and the human beings um you know benefit as a as a side benefit. And then next time you say on Shabbos, the Pasuk, uh, Hashem, this midrash uh, comes alive as a result of the fact that um will save Toshia, both animal and man. Mankind will be will be saved, even if it's just Bishuta Abayemot. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. And uh, wish you a, uh, a good Shabbos. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Shabbat shalom. Thank you.